Virgo is ruled by the abdomen and digestive system. So mm-hmm. I picked a chocolate that's good for your gut biome. <laughs> Love that. That's perfect. Oh my gosh. You know, and especially since Virgo is the, the light, supposed to be the lightest of the earth signs. I read that because it's like still in the summertime, I think. Um, oh, yeah, doesn't that- have all that depth and that extra like winter padding, right? It's, I felt like, wow, what better way to be light than to have some kefir and then go on, go in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> or exercise it off or whatever you want to say. But um, uh, so those are all my reasons. I feel like I'm doing a book report. Those are all my reasons why I selected this bar and I haven't even tasted it yet. Welcome to Coco Astrology, the Chocoholic's Guide to the Universe. I'm Jen. And I'm Kara. In this podcast, two soul sisters hailing from planet Earth were brought together by the forces of the universe. We're here to take you on an otherworldly adventure, delving into the mystical cosmos and unlocking the secrets of the zodiac. But hold on to your astral hats. That's just the tip of the galactic iceberg because we're doing it all while indulging in the ancient food of the gods, cacao. So buckle up, fellow earthlings. Grab your favorite bar. Because we're about to take you on a journey that will leave you craving chocolate and astrology like never before. Welcome to Coco Astrology. Welcome back, fellow Earthlings. It's so good to be you again. Finally, we're into Virgo season. Like a Virgo. (laughs) So perfect because Virgo does mean virgin, which we'll talk more about. But first, let's recap that last week we had a big celebration for Cara's birthday. The biggest party ever. For for sure. (laughs) Which continues because tomorrow, technically as we're recording, it's her birthday. But Anyway, we actually really are going to say goodbye to Leo, and we actually already did say goodbye to Leo last week, and we talked all about what was going on with the planets, and now we're ready to, like, talk about the Virgin. Yes, the Maiden, all aboard the Maiden Voyage, Maiden Virgin. Um, We are (laughs) moving into Virgo season. It is our first Earth sign of the podcast, so we're really excited about that to uncover the Earth, and it is the sixth zodiac sign in the chart. Um, it is also a mutable sign. So we have yet to talk about the mutable Ooh, signs, yes. which is cardinal and fixed. But mutable means that um, the sign ends with a change in the season. So it moves on into fall, but it starts in the summer. So there's a transformation within the sign itself. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. And I love that it's a feminine sign because we had a masculine mm-hmm. sign for Leo. So now we're we're moving into the more feminine energy of the maiden, which is the, yes. you know, the character, the archetype for Virgo. And this similar archetype, she's carrying a shaft of wheat, um, which is supposed to represent kind of the need for service uh, or to, to help and symbolizes kind of that giver, right? So I think exactly. Yes, a good giver and also like a worker, like somebody who mm. is a good worker, which we'll talk more about the the mythology behind the sign a little bit later. But the workaholics, yeah. if you will, and <laughs> yes. definitely true from what I know. So <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. Now, in the traditional Western Zodiac, the dates are from August 23rd to September 22nd. But if you do follow the Vedic astrology, it is from September 15th to October 15th. Ah, interesting. Because I know so many Virgos, and I know I just said that about Leos. So there must be something about <laughs> summer babies, right? But but most of the Virgos that I know are born before September 15th. So the, technically, in Vedic astrology, they're Leos. So it all makes sense to me. <laughs> totally. And I, it's interesting because I tend to have a lot of Virgos in my, you know, relationships, Mm. but a lot of them are in that more like towards the end of September. So that's interesting. You know, we cover it all, Jen. Totally. (laughs) Totally. I know we're going to get into it more too, because um, of our charts and just things that we found out about ourselves because we're going to keep talking about ourselves, folks. Of course. <laughs> Even though the luminaries have passed, uh, Mercury rules this sign. So Cancer was the moon and Leo was the sun. And now we're moving into the real planets. 
Um, and as you mentioned last week, Jen, Mercury is the sign of communication and technology. You also mentioned something on August 23rd we should keep in mind. Can you refresh yes, our memories? Yes. So remember that Mercury is in retrograde and it's starting the very first day of Virgo. So that's really interesting and auspicious to me because you know, Mercury does rule the sign of Virgo. But in general, like this is the time that you want Mercury to be in retrograde because it's kind of like Mercury's at home. Like it's in yeah. its home sign. So it's it's really cool. And it actually of all the things, all the times that Mercury is in retrograde, this is the best time for that to happen. Aw, I like that. Well said. And maybe Mercury's spending some time with its little Virgo babies. I love right. that. <laughs> I have a theory too, Jen, um, I wanted to share with you. Yes, please. I want to hear. <laughs> I think there, okay. So lately in my life, a little bit more in this, not latter part of my life, cause I'm still young, <laughs> except for tomorrow <laughs> when I turn a certain age, but, um, I have met so many Virgos. I was actually at the hair salon this last Friday and I just started a conversation with the person next to me while I had dye in my hair and he said his birthday was September 1st um and it was just kind of like okay of course I'm attracting these Virgos I I can't stop meeting Virgos there's just something about it and I'm starting to think that maybe there's more more Virgos than any other sign Oh, that's an interesting theory. I, because I, I know so many Virgos as well. In fact, yeah. all of my exes are Virgos. My aunt is mm -hmm. a Virgo. I have so mm. many friends that are Virgos. And even my daughter, who's a Libra, she's a Virgo Libra cusp. And she definitely, okay. I, could, I would not be surprised. I have not looked up her birth chart, but I would not be surprised if she had a Virgo like in her lunar rising as well, because she's got yeah. that super practical side to her. I've seen that in her for sure. And I'm, yeah. I'm thinking if you go back nine months, just go back in time to when <laughs> the parents were getting it on or whomever. Um, when, what time of year does that Ooh, fall under? That's a good point. They actually, it is a fact that there's more babies born in September because going mm -hmm. back, it's like the holidays, it's Christmas and New Year's. So it's when happy New Year, celebrating. Yes, exactly. So actually, you're probably right. There probably is more Virgos than any other sign. Thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that too. I was like, wow, a lot of people like the New Year's that time. And maybe you meet somebody new, or maybe you um, are rekindling the flame. There's just so many things I think about the New Year's resetting, um, getting out of that that sex funk, if you will. Let's go. Right. Yes. I love that. You know what else is I got to mention, honorary mention to Rick Springfield. I know I mentioned him in a past episode. How but could he was you my, not? He's the very first day of Virgo, August 23rd, according to the Western Zodiac. And, um, and it was funny because I thought, well, I'm just going to look up some of my other childhood, you know, celebrity crushes to see if they were also Virgos. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Barry Gibb, who was my other childhood crush, also a Virgo. Uh, you know, it's like, wow, that's kind of kind of crazy. I that honestly, is. <laughs> I honestly have this attraction to Virgos. <laughs> no question. You do, Jen. And I can't wait to delve into that. Thanks for this sneak peek for episode nine or the yes. second Virgo episode, which will be next week. Can't wait to get into that. Um, more of your childhood crushes. <laughs> <laughs> but really, when you think about the Virgos that you know, Jen, or that you've met in the past, are there any similar traits um, that you can think of? I mean, I definitely think about they're always really analytical, right? That's what mm. I think about. They're super analytical, very detail oriented. Yes. Um, and they're great at managing people. That's, that's one of the things that I have definitely found in Virgos. What about you? Same here. I, I mean, my partner is a Leo Virgo cusp, as we mentioned, and we're going to talk about that more later in one of the Virgo episodes, maybe even talk to her. Uh, but she is definitely analytical and definitely detail-oriented. Um, I would also say that I've had three bosses in the past that have been Virgos. Um, wow. My, my current boss, too. And just really, really does know how to manage people, knows how to manage bodies of work. Like, not just, not just understanding people, but it's a very cerebral sign. That's 
I love yes, that word too. Totally. I was like, <laughs> I read that word and I was like, wow, I love that word. What a great word. Um, definitely thinkers. Yes. So, you know, you think of the Myers-Briggs inventory and there's the feeler versus thinker. It doesn't mean that they're not feelers, but I think they, they think about it first. There's like that cognitive component. Um, For sure. The, right. Yes. Totally. Totally thinkers. And it's interesting because, you know, I do tend to think of people in their, who are in their mind and their brain and who are analytical to me as a kind of a masculine thing. So it's interesting. Yeah. This is a feminine sign, right? So it's got a kind of an interesting balance, which I think mm-hmm. actually is a little bit of a preview to Libra because, you know, if you think about the zodiac signs, you're kind of moving. Each sign is kind of like a progression from one sign to the other. So in a way, the, the Virgo sign is like leading into something that's a little bit more balanced and whatnot. So I love that. That's so insightful. The, the flow and the movement of, I love thinking of the Zodiac that way. And that also makes me think of that. We're all elements of one another, or we can take on pieces of the other signs, but I love that progression. Um, yeah. And if you into, think about it, that's Libra. what's happening, right? The, 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 the constellations are literally progressing in the sky. So Um, It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. To comment on what you just said about the interesting part of it being feminine, yet feeling kind of seeming like a masculine sign is I've known very sensitive Virgos there and, and they carry a lot of wisdom and maybe, you know, it's represented by the maiden and um, carrying the wheat. (laughs) I just feel like there's something about that um, having that practicality and that wisdom Yes, um, they're so to be sensitive. Yes, they're so practical. And I also think they're a little bit misunderstood because I, one of the things I have found in the past that I feel like Virgo is kind of also another trait that they share, which is a little bit more on the maybe negative side, if you want to call it negative, is they're, they seem to be really critical because mm, they're such perfectionists. Yes. But I feel like what they really want is they yeah. just want, they like have that, that's like they, it's their ideal. They want the truth to be exposed. Yes. They want, they want to see that pureness the beauty in things they want the tranquility the peace right and then which are all if you think serenity about it, <laughs> yes those are all like traits of a of a maiden right so it kind of makes sense but if you kind of just like reframe it in your mind because in the past I definitely especially with my exes always thought they were always being so critical but now I can really look at it and think oh no they were actually they just had this ideal in mind that they were like aiming towards mm. That is a really great way to put it because, I mean, I, I do think, and from personal experience in so many ways, there is that perfectionist side, um, that tendency towards be, needing to be in control. Right. <laughs> yes. They, oh, my God. I, yes. <laughs> because of the ideal, the idealism, like you said, I think knowing what they want, they're, they they're very opinionated, right? They know what they want and this is how it has to be done and executed, which can maybe make a challenging um, supervisor if you were to have one that is, but as long as you're sensitive and aware of your surroundings, as long as you internalize, which they are, they tend to be more inward um, and be able to communicate. And because Mercury rules it, maybe they have that strength to communicate, right? to be able to share it in a way. It's just how they express it. I think I've mentioned this in the past that every single Virgo that I have come across is just really, really great at communication verbally because it's just such a fun conversation. So, um, and it really stimulates my mind. So that also makes Mm. a lot of sense, right? Yeah, they're very, like highly intelligent. um, And I think that has to do with just, you know, being able to take in the information And one other thing I came across in my research as far as uh, strong traits go for Virgo are that they tend to uh, be loyal. Um, They're seen as a very loyal sign. And we'll get into compatibility and relationships in the next episode. But I think it's true. And I probably applies to more than just relationships, right? Loyal in terms of the work. Um, if you think of them as workaholics, I mean, that came up again and again when I was, yes. you know, reading about it. And just from personal experience, they tend to ch- prioritize work because there's this obsession about doing a good job. There's an obsession about finishing on time, doing a like meeting deadlines, um, doing mm. the work to 
perfection. And I think that just really describes it. And it's great because you and I say perfect a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) perfect. (laughs) Maybe we need that's our Virgo sign coming out. (laughs) Maybe because we are, we do have Virgo in our birth chart. And I definitely think that that is, that is so true. The the loyalty, I have definitely found that as well, that Virgos are very loyal. So that's a great observation. I love that. Oh, I feel so passionate about Virgos. I mean, there must be, because when you think about people that are close to you in your life, you think about in through work, through intimacy and love, through family. And if you have Virgos in all those aspects, it's like, I mean, I can't get away from them. They just, there must be a reason. And we're going to talk about the rising sign for us. um, But I just... First wanted yes. to pay tribute to these purists, these perfectionists in terms of chocolate. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, let's do a little preview of our chocolate because I know you and I had a hard time deciding on one. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so yeah. we both chose an additional thing besides just a bar to taste today because especially because honestly, I've got to be real here. I found something amazing in Hawaii that I want to share with y'all. But first... Tara, tell me what you were thinking and why you, what you had in mind to also share. So I chose to go to the earth and um, really go to the true flavor of the cocoa bean, at least in terms of what you can purchase. Cause you can't, it's hard to purchase raw cacao. So yeah. I got cacao nibs and we talked about them in our intro episode, but they're really the roasted part of the cocoa bean that's been crushed, right? It's before you do the grinding and refining process that liquefies it and makes it into what we know as chocolate. Um, these are no sugar, right? Just a superfood. Um, you really can smell the aroma of the chocolate. Um, and, you know, these are from, I chose cacao nibs from Goodnow Farms Chocolate and Everybody who's listening, please write Good Now Farms Chocolate down because this is not the first time I'm going to talk about them. (laughs) So maybe you don't have to write it down (laughs) because they are like one of the purest, like all their bars are just the most balanced, pure. You could tell they're in my top five, even though every bar is really in my top five. I'm getting so nerdy. I'm getting so nerdy. This is one of my partner's (laughs) favorites too. So I don't know if they'll be bringing a bar. Um, But cacao nibs from Goodnow Farms Chocolate, they are single origin from Costas Esmeraldas, which I just mentioned in the last episode from Ecuador. And that's one of my favorite regions. Um, And it tends to be a little more mm, floral, nutty, chocolatey. I get a real... When I'm smelling it, I get fruit, though. I get um, red fruit, like raspberries, like picking up that berry note. But I am going to taste them. They they just like really cute little crushed cocoa beans. Mm, yum, yum. Well, you're reminding me a little bit of my trip to Hawaii. I did mm. get to visit this place called Lydgate Farms. And um, I chose a bar from them, which I'll talk about later, and we'll talk more about about them later. But they also had some chocolate-covered nibs there on set that I got to taste that were amazing. Mm. But they have a chocolate-covered coffee bean, and the coffee beans are also from Kauai. The chocolate is from Mm. their farm in Kauai. And what's amazing about these chocolate-covered beans are about 55% Um, cacao and you may have had a chocolate covered coffee bean in the past and it's like just sort of a thin layer of chocolate this is Mm -hmm. like a good like quarter inch thick it's so good it is perfect for chocolate lovers right (laughs) so good for chocolate lovers and I thought it would be perfect for Virgo in the coffee because it's kind of coffee if you think about it obviously it helps you wake up I feel like Virgo wants you to wake up to the truth and so to me Mm. that was perfect for Virgo I love that you picked coffee because that when I was really thinking about what a Virgo would be attracted to in terms of chocolate um, coffee notes came up and just like that the process of making chocolate is similar, at least the earlier part of the process. Right. Right. Um, That it comes from the earth and just all the things I feel like 
represent a Virgo very well. And then just that roasted flavor that, um, right. Yeah, that could be nutty, could be just take on any flavor, right. Of the earth. I feel like that, that makes sense. Exactly. Um, and Virgo is an earth sign. We've got coffee beans from the earth. We've got chocolate from the earth and you've got this amazing, like whatever, wherever it's being grown, it's taking up those flavors of the earth. It's like, I think it's just amazing. Yes. Absorbing it all from the soil or from the roots, right? The roots yes. of the tree or the plant and cacao. I mean, originally, I mean, it is a, it is a tree and the genetic classification is the abroma de cacao. And that really translates to food of the gods. Um, but it's Latin and the, the cocoa pods that look like footballs, they grow straight from the trunk. Um, and so that's, that's pretty interesting too, because not a lot of things grow that way. Um, so it kind of, it's called cauliflower, mm. almost like how cauliflower grows like straight from, um, the, the root, right? So just take a look at, look up cacao trees and you're going to see like how amazing, um, it looks. <laughs> from yeah. Cacao, they're but... so, and they're so beautiful. They're so much bigger than you think too. As you were describing yours, Jen, I ha- I was crunching on my nibs, and <laughs> that's so funny to say. I was crunching on my pure nibs and really thinking like a Virgo would about the notes. Um, but when at the end, when I finished consuming, I really was left with this chocolatey brownie note. And I know we talked about this last week mm-hmm. from the chocolate I consumed, but it definitely has this like rich chocolate note where you're like, wow, this is satisfying. This is what all the hard work is for. And <laughs> totally. that's service, right? hundred um, percent. And yeah, I totally forgot to mention that. Um, first of all, I think it's hilarious that you're mentioning the chocolatey notes again. Um, <laughs> I can't get away. <laughs> I know. Right. But also that how crunchy these chocolate covered beans are because I have been crunching over here too. And they're just mm. so crunchy on the inside. Like, it's so satisfying it's like the satisfying like chocolatiness and then crunch in the middle it's it's so good i and they come in this really cool tube that like is just full of these chocolate covered coffee beans oh my god you guys i I wish you could try these we'll put the link in the notes for sure yes kind of mention our fabulous makers um good now farms is from Massachusetts. I just wanted to, to note that they are, they have their own farm. They press their own cocoa butter. They are the smoothest, most balanced uh, company you will try. Yeah. I really think at some point listeners, you really should actually like see a physical cacao plant, see how cool these pods are that are so big and, and just actually see them growing up from the earth. And speaking of coming up from the earth, both Kara and I are Virgo rising. Oh, I love how you brought that in. We ascended from the earth, right? That's exactly. <laughs> I see Virgo moon rising. <laughs> yes, we both discovered this, that we, that's why we get along so well, not only because we're luminaries and because Cancer Leo is a good match, but because we both have rising Virgo signs. So tell me more, Jen, about that. Like what about that in our chart? How does that impact us in terms of, you know, how we are? Yes, exactly. Well, remember that the sun is more of your soul. The, um, the moon is more of your mind. And then the rising sign is more your body. It's your more mm. physical in manifestation. So it's no, it's no surprise that we can both really relate with the Virgo, you know, Zodiac sign and all the qualities that they have. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, myself, actually, I, both my moon sign and my rising sign is Virgo and Jupiter is in Virgo as well. So oh, I that think- is a lot. Yeah. And according to Western Zodiac, I actually have more planets in Virgo as well. And what I think is funny is in Vedic, my um, south node is in Virgo, which basically means that you kind of are moving away from that. The idea is you're in your south node, you're moving away from your north node, you're moving towards. And so I think it's Mm. hilarious that I'm like born in this node you know, that I'm particularly <laughs> supposed to be moving away from, but I just can't get away from it because all the planets are in Virgo. <laughs> and retrograde is coming for you. So 
You're really going to have to be at home with the Virgo. For um, real. Might as well just experience it all and feel it all. I'm good with that. <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, Virgos too, we didn't mention, but they tend to be, at least from our research, remember, all of this is just what you take from it and how you feel and interpret it and all the things acting together. It's very complex. So I'm not saying everyone's a homebody who's a Virgo, but <laughs> I tend to I tend to see that. There is this like for real need to yes. be at home. They like home cooked meals. They like, um, you know, just being in their cozy space and they can control that space. Right. They can yes. control that environment. Totally. My experience with Virgos is exactly that. They are so homebodies. They love their home. They love being in control of the home. That's perfect way to say it. Perfect. Here we are. <laughs> We're having a perfect party here for Virgo. Um, it has to be absolutely precise and meticulous and all the things. Um, yeah. And I, I, I found myself being very Leo, like trying to find more Virgo in my chart because I want to fit in and right um, or stand out <laughs> rather. And uh, I, I think it's just that cusp for me and the rising sign really, I don't know, when you speak about soul, mind, body, everybody has a tendency, you know, all of us as human beings, there is one of those we kind of go to first. I feel like for me, exercise and being in my body and like feeling alive mm -hmm. actively is something I seek every day. It's something that makes me feel alive and awake and just like at home, I think. And so there mm. is part of me that it makes a hundred percent sense that I'm a Virgo rising because that is where I feel like in my body, I feel that need for perfection. Like I feel that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I totally can relate. Yeah, to more that. grounded. Right. Yes. I love being in my body. I feel like, you know, there's so much pleasure for us here on earth in our body, so much to experience. And we wouldn't be doing it through this, you know, physical plane that we're on, on planet earth. And so I can totally relate with that, that activeness, that wanting to be perfect in, in my body as well. And mm -hmm. um, have that perfect experience with everything that's in my physical plane. So I can totally, I just so can relate with you. And, and it's not just um, the physical manifestation, right? It's not just like looking like a Greek goddess or anything like that. It's, it's the inward of yes. that um, physicality, if that makes sense. So like when, when you're being active, that's why I think yoga makes sense as a Virgo rising too, because I feel like all the things do connect. Um, but if I do that vinyasa flow, it's going to make me, my mind be more at peace. Right. I'm going to feel that sense of, of calm and groundedness that. Yes. Would. Yeah. And that whole, like the inward, um, that's, I think I described this before. Like that's one of the reasons why I think I love dance so much is that feeling that you get, inside your body it's almost like you're touching the insides of your body through dance or through movement in general mm. right and so and touch is my love language so to me it's like it, it makes sense to me that I'm so connected with that Virgo sign that earth that physical plane yes and as a dancer do you feel like you prefer to dance without shoes on I mean this is just like a weird question but feeling oh, grounded hilarious. to the earth like <laughs> You know, what's really funny is I do like, I prefer dancing without shoes or for sure without socks. I very yeah. rarely wear socks, even in Ugh. like tennis shoes and stuff. I don't even care about smelly feet. I just have to be able to feel like my, my, the bottom of my feet needs to be able to feel what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. And feeling like very connected to the ground. I don't know. I mean, that could just be like me overthinking like a Virgo would. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know, I totally think you're right. That'd be interesting to see if other Virgos agree. I mean, we really do love that feeling grounded and feeling grounded and being connected with the electricity of the earth is so feminine yes. as well. It's a great way to tap into your femininity, into tapping into Mother Earth, right? So to me, mm. that all makes so much sense. Shout out to my friend, Christina, who is, um, who has dabbled in making chocolate, some pretty fantastic chocolate bars, but she also is, um, a counselor. She does counseling and she 
is a dancer. So she's done a lot of that kind of, I mean, when I've just seen her dance, she has been very in tune with the earth. It kind of has a spiritual side to it too. Um, So I just feel like she embodies that as well. So that's cool. Shout out another dancer. Um, (laughs) I love that. We're going to be mentioning dance. I think in every episode, I think we can't help it. We can't help it. All the things. So let's talk about the mythology because we, there's got to be a story behind this maiden with the wheat, right? What, what is she doing? Who is she? And tell us about how it transforms into the sky. Like what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Virgo mythology is that there's a multitude of stories that people have to explain why we have this maiden as the, um, the archetype for the Virgo constellation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few stories. One of them has to do with the goddess of harvest, which makes sense with the wheat, right? And then there's also a story about fertility as well as the goddess of justice, which again goes back ah, to Libra. that. Yes, going into Libra, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a really popular Greek myth behind the Zodiac Virgo, which I kind of resonate with a little bit more. And that one was the, there was a star maiden who was the goddess of innocence and held the scales of justice, which then became the Libra scales. So the cool thing about this, this Virgo goddess, her name was Astrea. Mm-hmm. Astrea is a virgin, represents justice, and was a caretaker of humanity. So to me, that really encapsulate what the Virgo archetype is all about. That seems pretty fitting, Jen. I love the combination of roles that the maiden plays. And when I was looking up the word Virgo, it means self-contained. So some believe that it's more about being a self-sufficient mother of the earth and not a virgin maiden, but I could see it as just being an addition to what you just described. Yeah. I mean, some people believe that, you know, the word Virgo in Latin means virgin, but it also, as many English words, right, have multiple meanings. And so Mm -hmm. it also means self-contained. So that is another interpretation. I totally agree. I think it's kind of both, right? I think it's both, you know, the virgin and self-contained. It's kind of like, if you think about it, that's what a virgin is, right? And so it's kind of like- My chastity belt. (laughs) Right, exactly. So it's like, think about it as both metaphorically and and literally, right? Like that's exactly what Virgo is. And in Greek mythology, there was a myth about a young girl named Parthenos, and she died young and then was placed in the heaven. And supposedly that's how that constellation appeared, because, you know, the Mm. Greeks have always explained, like, why the why the stars are up there. Right. Um, But in in the Virgo constellation, that makes sense because her name also means virgin as well. So it's all very congruent. It's just different myths that play into the same overall theme. Oh, so that's what Madonna was talking about when she wrote Like a Virgin, right? No, she's kidding. <laughs> Hers was a different interpretation. <laughs> For sure. A little bit more scandalous. I did find <laughs> out that Mother Teresa is a Virgo. So, oh, that seems yeah, apropos, no? right? seems like maybe she's fitting for this uh, mythology as well. And I learned about Mother Teresa because it, she has the same birthday as my aunt Fika. So another Ooh, aunt, but that's cool. <laughs> Shout out to all my aunts. <laughs> I love that. My aunt's a Virgo also. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. My aunt Barb. Shout out to aunt Barb. I'll have to definitely mention her a little later too. Well, we got some good stories. I know we do. Um, my Aunt Vika, she actually was really interested in sharing some insights into the Virgo. So I do have some Q&As from her. Uh, and I will get into it because one of my trivia, my trivia question today will be courtesy Ooh, cool. of, I love of Aunt Vika. But she is a true Virgo. Her birthday is August 26th. So again, I have a lot of August birthdays in the family, but you know, a lot that veer on Virgo or are the start of Virgo season. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's get into our real chocolate tasting because my, after having that coffee bean, I want more, I want more. So tell me what bar did you bring today? More, more, more pure. pure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am going to highlight a maker. um, And this maker is going to be a thread in my Virgo chocolate tasting this month. Um, so it is chocolate naive company. So funny that 
we say they're so wise, these Virgos, but I'm picking a bar that's called Chocolate Naive. Um, and in the on the actual packaging, it says I am na- naive. So there's a humor to, to this maker. I love um, that. And actually, I have to say, if you think about it, a version is naive. So yes. it's kind of perfect. Oh, wow. I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't put them together. I just thought of it being like Virgos tend to have kind of a witty sense of humor. So, wow, that's great. So yeah. it worked. Um, his name is Demontas, and he is from Lithuania, so a little town in eastern Lithuania. And I'm telling you, Jen, this maker is maybe, again, I'm going to use an absolute, like maybe a Virka wood. <laughs> but he's very much like uh, an expressionist, very much a scientist and a perfectionist in terms of the methods he used to make chocolate, the ingredients he uses to put in his bars he is like a true um engineer if you will of chocolate I feel like he's Willy Wonka I love that (laughs) that's perfect and to me that made sense like choosing this type of maker um makes sense for Virgo in so many ways but that is one of the ways um this bar has a symbol of a cyclist a unicyclist so um there's an image of an individual on a spoke and on a wheel and it is a perfectly defined wheel. Um, the packaging itself of this, this particular bar is blue and blue actually represents the colors of Virgo blue and green. And so I thought that was perfect too. I'm going to share what's on the website in terms of the bio, just like a couple of lines that I feel speak to Virgo. He has a little story with it. He says each and every morning, the chocolate master there's your Willy Wonka. That's awesome. <laughs> Carefully roasts fresh cacao beans whose delicious aroma gently awakens the residents of the town. Just as they were hundreds of years ago, cacao beans are slowly rolled and conched to release their extraordinary bouquet of fruits, nuts, and flowers in a delicately finished chocolate bar. Then he says, top-class cacao beans are diligently selected from exceptional farms. And so all of the things that he mentions, he even uses the word meticulous in his story. The chocolate is finally born after a meticulous analysis of taste, color, smell, and texture. So this guy, he thinks about every single step of the process. And at the same time, he's so creative. Um, so he sounds like he's got to be a Virgo himself. Do you know if he is? I got to check. I will, I will do some research on DeMontis and bring it back to you. Um, but a lot of people describe his bars as innovative. He's actually won some awards, um, innovation awards, startup awards. Um, and he uses really interesting ingredients that are very earthy. So that's another reason I selected him. Um, this bar is probiotic milk chocolate. Whoa. <laughs> so it has grass-fed milk powder in it and kefir powder. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, and one of the other reasons, I mean, I feel like, again, it's a perfect bar. <laughs> it's a symbiosis. This is how he describes it, of beneficial bacteria and yeast that ferments the milk. So Virgos are actually supposed to be very health driven, very, um, you know, not just that competitive, like drive to have a regimented plan of exercise, but um, Virgo is ruled by um, the abdomen and digestive system. Mm -hmm. So I picked a chocolate that's good for your gut biome. (laughs) Love that. That's perfect. Oh my gosh. Because it really, you know, and especially since Virgo is the the light supposed to be the lightest of the earth signs. I read that because it's like still in the summertime, I think um, oh, yeah, doesn't that- have all that depth and that extra like winter padding. Right. It's, I felt like, wow, what better way to be light than to have some kefir and then go on, <laughs> go in the bathroom <laughs> or exercise it off or whatever you want to say. But um uh, so those are all my reasons. I feel like I'm doing a book report. Those are all my reasons why I selected this bar. 
and I haven't even tasted it yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, give it a taste. I really think DeMontis sounds like a really interesting character. I really want to meet this guy. I don't know. It'd be really interesting to to do a field trip. Just, I know. Just I really want to go. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I actually have, I don't know if I've seen him per se, but his chocolate has been at the Northwest uh, Chocolate Festival, which is for all of you chocoholics out there, um, look this up, the Northwest Chocolate Festival. I think it's the largest, it's at, at least the largest in North America. It might be the largest in the world because all these different makers from around the globe come bring their chocolate, not just makers, but producers of machinery for making chocolate. There's classes, workshops. Um, and this is October 6th, I believe in Seattle or that weekend this year. Usually it's a little later in October, but um, I have seen him there and Okay, so you have met him before. I haven't met him, but you just I, saw him. I've from heard afar. an interview. Yeah. I know he was he was there, um, but yeah, he's. I mean, definitely that individualist. You can tell like he needs to control his own making, and I would love to talk more with him. So maybe we, maybe you know, once this podcast picks up more, we can get him on air. <laughs> I would love that. I would we'll so just keep mentioning him. him. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So tell me about the chocolate notes. I would love to know what you're I'm picking snapping up. it right now. Um, it's a thick bar too. And I have to say like the packaging is the exact replication on the molding of the bar. So on that beautiful chocolate brown bar, there is a unicyclist and it is just like perfectly made precise. Fun. Yeah. Um, and looks very smooth. I don't see any like grainy grittiness to it. Well, I am getting, it does taste healthy. Um, <laughs> no, I, I pick up the milk note, like it's grass fed milk powder. So you can tell it's organic. Um, cause there's like a little bit of sourness, but it's, it's not, taking over the chocolate it's still smooth and balanced okay a little maltiness um, oh yeah I like a good maltiness mm-hmm and maybe it's that powder form but I, I it's definitely earthy it's definitely umami I'm picking up some grassy notes um I'm definitely also getting a, a sweetness that's coming through and it's kind of mixed with that creaminess um like a little bit caramely um, mm. and a little bit of like molasses, but, or something like that. Like, yeah, you could tell it's not your typical sweet note. Like the cream is kind of taking over, but you are getting that sweetness at the end. Maybe it's a little bit of like floral. Mm, floral interesting. Sweet. So it was kind of a little bit of a complex contradictory bar, which sounds a little bit like a Virgo too. <laughs> Yeah, it's complex, but you really are getting like what he wanted us to get, which is it the kefir. I mean, it's like a really good, maybe it's like a creamy, fruity yogurt. Um, mm, yeah, Ooh, that sounds really good. I, I love a good mm. yogurt. I love the tartness of a yogurt. We talked about that last time. I love that, that flavor note. Mm. And it's ending so it's ending so well, just like a really good quality, like milk chocolate bar. Maybe that's I don't taste a lot of milk chocolate normally, Jen. So maybe that's what I'm picking up as like, that's why it's unique to me because I typically go with dark chocolate. So yes, exactly. I was just about to suggest that because I know you don't normally pick up milk chocolate. So that definitely could be affecting you. Well, yeah. I'm going to break into my bar because I just, I'm just like, you're making me salivate. So oh, yes, please do. <laughs> So I picked a bar from Lidgate Farms, which is like I mentioned earlier, where, where we got the um, the chocolate covered coffee beans. But oh. they have such a good bar; it is incredible how beautiful it is. How like it's like so pristine, smooth, mm. Um, mm. and um, their chocolate. They are a a small farm that's been in the family for five generations. They actually have award-winning vanilla and honey as well. I, their mm. honey comes in these huge jars, so I didn't want to take any honey home, but I'm really curious to try it sometime. But they have a chocolate tree orchard that's a 46-acre farm. And I was unfortunately not able to make a tour. They have, were sold out of their tours when I was there. Oh, no. But they did have their tastings like right outside, like in the middle of the chocolate farm. So it was kind of cool to be out there in the midst of things and try the bar. 
and they had a 70% pure oh, it's just so good it's so good their bars are 100% from Hawaii single origin cocoa beans they actually are recognized as the best in the world two times at the cocoa of excellent awards in Paris mm. they speaking are, of award winning <laughs> right <laughs> yes and um they're just so good um and they're I course- can't wait for you to try it. Yep, here we go. I'm going to take a uh, bite right now. I'm going to break it. Oh, it's got snap a really it, snap nice, it, got snap a, it. Yeah, it's got a really good snap. It's a nice, like, hard chocolate. Okay. Mm, so this bar has a really good, mm, it's my favorite kind, bright, fruity flavor. Um, yeah, that's really what I'm picking up is really good brightness. There's a tiny bit of... Uh, not a huge amount of flora, but a tiny, tiny bit. And um, yeah, chocolatey always. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely has a good chocolatey flavor too, which makes sense. Are you getting any tropical notes um, when you're men- when you're saying fruity? Like what mm-hmm. types of fruit are you picking up? Because I know we talked about absorbing from nearby plants or trees, like what's growing yeah, it's definitely more of a tropical fruity note rather than a berry. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I definitely, I mean, maybe just a tiny bit of, like, cherry, but it's not like a raspberry at all. It's definitely more of that that brighter, like, I mean, you know, my favorite passion fruit, pineapple. <laughs> Can't um, get away. <laughs> I know. Maybe a little bit of, um, like, a brighter plum. Like, not like a deep ripe oh, nice. plum, but like a brighter plum. Yeah, really, really good. Ooh, I love a good plum, like the tartness and sweetness combined. Me too. Yes, exactly. Well, that sounds amazing. And, you know, I just, I really wish I just had a library full of bars because that would be my reading. I don't, or my eating rather. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's all I need. But um, I could just imagine a Virgo's library color-coded, uh, you know, in alphabetical uh-huh. order. Some way of organization, um, but I love this. We'll we'll keep tasting our chocolate. Did you do? You, did you get any other bars from them that you're going to be previewing for us to later? I did not get any, but I did when I was there. I had a taste of their. They had a rum bar where they actually soak the um, the nibs in rum before they mm. make the chocolate, which was really good as well. But this was just my favorite one, so I decided to take this one home. And they're they're actually their their chocolate tour, which is why I wasn't able to attend, is like rated really high. In fact, Zoe Dachanel featured them in um, her HBO series. What am I eating? So oh, if you want okay. to check them out, you could probably watch that show. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. And then also, if you just go to their website, of course, we'll include the link in the description of the show. If you just go to their website, they actually have this like little video on their website that kind of shows what the tour, what the what the farm looks like. So you'll get a good oh, idea. Wow. If you really want to see what a good chocolate plant looks like, you can definitely check it out on their website. Oh, cool. Definitely will. And they actually do fruit. Amazing. They actually do tastings from what I understand of their honey, of some of the fruit that they have on, um, on the um, plantation or farm or whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, I really am bummed I wasn't able to, to actually take the tour myself. Next time when we go together, Yes, yes, I'm all about it. So let's get into just a couple of fun things about Virgo before we veer into our fun trivia. Let's Um, do it. I already mentioned that the abdomen and digestive system rule the Virgo sign um, with the exercise. But I was thinking about careers for Virgos and really highlighting that for Virgos because they are workaholics or perfectionists or hard workers, however you want to say it. Um, But it made sense that they would make good doctors, nutritionists, psychologists, scientists, teachers, and um, engineers even. So when I was looking it up, I was thinking that already because of the health aspect and because of the beans being so cerebral, right? Being so... Um, methodical and thoughtful totally makes sense especially even just with the Virgos that I know that's the kind of careers that they have we talked about the managers but you know I know one that's a psychologist essentially one that likes to teach Mm -hmm. a lot Um, somebody who you know my ex who is in the pharmaceutical world not a doctor but you know definitely could have been a good one so or a lawyer so yeah I totally I totally get it 
And my bosses are all um, have doctorates in education or working towards them. And then, yeah, I, I know a counselor as well, a doctor. So there's quite a few. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you're not going to find them. <laughs> When we talk about Virgo celebs, um, we'll definitely find Virgo celebrities. There are a lot, but um, you might find us not just talking about actors. Yeah. In your research, did you find anything out about like the Virgo flowers or colors or any other things that they use to express themselves? Yeah, I did see just similar to the packaging of the chocolate bar, green and blue are kind of Virgo, the Virgo essence, right? Yes. Um, But I also read that brown was a good color and... A long time ago, I studied color psychology and, you know, businesses that use those colors. And it makes so much sense because Virgos are supposed to be loyal, dependable, and that green and brown are used a lot in advertising to represent, like, you know, if you think of FedEx or or um, UPS, like the uniform. Totally. And- <laughs> They're reliable. And if you think about exactly. green and brown, it's just really good with the earth as well, right? Mm, exactly. Yes. And blue, True. blue is like also because reflected a lot in medical field as well as green, but both, both blue and green, they like sort of, and banks also use blue a lot. Like it's sort of that, you know, that loyal, dependable color. I actually discovered that gray is a good color for Virgo, which totally makes sense to me. And it made me think of 50 shades of gray. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me why. (laughs) Well, because obviously the color gray, but also made me think about like the main character in 50 shades of gray. To me, he's a total Virgo, right? He wants control. He's Mm -hmm. like really like a manager who like is in control of his whole entire, you know, business, all the things to me. I was like, oh, that's perfect. Wow. I will be honest. I've never seen the series. I heard some of the songs from the soundtrack, but (laughs) well, the songs are amazing and so sexy, right? They are. They are. (laughs) So it's kind of like the sexier side of gray, which I like because, you know, the other side is just boring and blah. So I think of Virgo as the sexier side of gray. Yes, Virgos can be sexy. All the time. I obviously think so. <laughs> but we'll talk so more about that next into time. Some <laughs> sexy trivia now. Let's do it. I do, let's do it. Are you ready? Jen, for my do you want to go first? Yes, yes, I'm ready. Awesome. All right. So the zodiac glyph symbol looks like an M with a loop that follows at the end of the M. Okay. So does that loop stand for? The crossed legs of the maiden, where no impurities can enter. Speaking of gray, 50 shades of gray. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a path that finally completes. So if you think about the M is like a path that's going along, and then it finally completes at the end with a hmm. full complete circle. What comes around goes around. Uh, it's, is it just a closed loop that shows that nothing can come in? Or is it a tail that turns inward? Those all make sense to me. And if there isn't in all of the above, I know I, I actually did read the tale that turns inward. I did see that. So that was going to be my guess, if not all of the above. Okay. Yes, you are a hundred percent right. It is all of the above. So there's many theories as to what that loop is. If you kind of think about it, all of the above, it does, it does kind of create that loop of completion and a loop where nothing can get in. That's not okay. pure. Yeah. yeah. I think it makes sense. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful. I saw the shape is really lovely. So if you ever get a chance to look it up or if you don't know what the glyph symbol looks like. So, yeah, it's really cool. And when we're talking about the glyph symbol, we're not talking about the constellation in the sky. We're talking about the zodiac wheel and all the little symbols they have for each one of the um, zodiac signs. Yes. Well, so, are you ready? What you got for me? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, mine was a submitted Q&A from my Aunt Fika. And um, this is more in your head. So we talked about how Virgos tend to worry, might worry about things great and small. So I asked her, what types of things do you worry about? And so you have a multiple choice also. Um, so my Aunt Fika worries about all the following except... So which one does she not worry about? Here's your mm-hmm, list. Mm-hmm. The end of the world. What my house looks like from the outside. If I did everything right. What to eat for dinner. My health and the absence of health. Why people are so mean. 
And is that it? So uh, yeah, I'm looking it. for what they're not worried about, right? This is hilarious yeah. because I'm thinking about my ex who worried about freaking everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely worried about the end of the world. Definitely worried about what to eat for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, definitely worried about health. I would say probably, oh man, maybe why people are so mean because they don't give a shit if people are mean. They're not paying attention to it. That's what my guess would be. Well, you... Great, great guess. You did wonderfully with the process of elimination. Um, the answer she chose, which doesn't mean all Virgos, right? But what my house looks like from the outside was her answer. Actually, you know what? I Now that I'm looking at it, I think I would probably guess that as well. Because I'm thinking about my ex and he he didn't like it when people are mean, actually. He was more sensitive than he gave off. So even though it seemed like, you know, sometimes he could be mean because he was just being a perfectionist. Yes. Um, right. But he doesn't mean to be mean and he hates it when people are mean to him. So I guess, I guess, yeah, the house from the outside. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I think that's probably right on, babe. I can't <laughs> believe I didn't guess it myself. <laughs> well, her response really was that she worries about everything and anything. Yes. Uh, she, she worries so that others don't have to. And she doesn't understand why people don't give, don't give a damn. Yes. She said she's God. she's jealous of people who don't give a damn. It's probably very liberating to be that way, but instead she just <laughs> worries about everything and the house look from the outside. It, she wants it's more about what's inside because she wants to serve people. She loves to cook. She's like wants it to be nice for people who come in her house. And she doesn't give a damn what people think on the outside on the surface level, right? So mm. it's kind of more um Right. That makes sense. Yeah. From the yeah. outside. So it's not about like the image per se. Um and wow. so and yeah. Vika, she's a smart soul, I tell you what. She is. She really is. And she said, wait, there's one more thing. I don't care what people who pass by me think about me. I want everything to be nice inside for me and I ch- and people I choose to bring inside. I don't want to look appealing for people I didn't choose. So she also has kind of that little bit yes. of uh, <laughs> fieriness, you know. Totally. Is she a Leo Virgo cusp like yourself, but on the other side or no? She's the 26th. So oh, yeah, close enough. Start. Yeah. 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 It's technically not a cusp on the 26th. That's your first day of not being a cusp. But I think she, she seems like I can definitely see some Leo in her. And she is with a fire sign. My uncle Mike is an Aries. So, oh, there you go. So maybe that's why. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the sky just briefly because we're going to talk more about it in the future. But just a reminder about, you know, retrograde. We talked about that. Um, Mars is going to be in Libra on August 27th. So some people think of this as the love and marriage season and you'll definitely be feeling romantic and you, you might have this like inclination to rush into something. So, um, the idea is wait until September 3rd when Venus comes out of retrograde. And so don't forget Mars is the God of war. Libra is about harmony. So this will require you to be extra aware of your emotions and keep yourself balanced. Oh, and it's, I mean, it's paving the way for Libra, I suppose, too, next exactly. month, like you said. Yes, exactly. And we'll talk about this next time as well. But don't forget, you've got the full moon coming up on August 30th. We just had a second full moon. Exactly. So it's technically a blue moon. It's going to be in Pisces. So we're building up to that now. And you're using your insights and messages from the universe you're going to have maybe a lot more messages than normal from your guides or ancestors right now. So pay attention to those as you're manifesting what you want to happen on the, on the full moon on August 30th. And because the full moon is about a time of, you know, release, like you're, t- you've taken in all this from the new moon and from the season and you are ready to release that energy. Just think about releasing all the frustration from the retrograde that happens right before it. So. Yes, exactly. Or just, or calmly taking the the knowing that it's going to be better for you in the in the future. We talked yes. about that last time too, right? Like it's inhale, going to be, exhale, right? Exactly. <laughs> your digestion will also tell you that as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Pay attention to your gut more during Virgo season. It totally makes sense. Like it, you know, just it's going to give you your own messages internally as well. What are you eating and putting in your body? Hopefully, lots of chocolate. Get your, yes. your nibs and your <laughs> your nibs and your nips. No. Your nibs and 
<laughs> and you're made in nips. <laughs> right. I think it's time to wrap this one up, Jen. I think so too. <laughs> we'll get back with you next week when we dish into Rick Springfield and Jen's celebrity crushes. Well, maybe not all celebrities, right? But we're going to talk about, there's a lot of musicians that are Virgos. I'm just saying that. So sneak peek into that next week and we'll see ya. We'll see you next week, y'all. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.